Hello, 24th of March. It's uh, it's a very nice morning, and I'm so happy. The temperature was 20 degrees Celsius yesterday. It's huge, majorly hot day. Oh, finally, finally, finally. Ah, just breathing in that. That good ass prana baby. <laughs> it's uh very, very nice. Um Oh yeah, yeah. I mean how many months of cold, icy, snowy winter, right? November, December, January, February, March. Well, until now. And the playground that is knee deep, almost thigh deep of snow has all melted away, all melted away. And snow that is white, that's pristine, that's flawless, that's sparkling, that's beautiful, and now it's melted away. It's grimy, yucky, brown, and uncovering all the filth, the plastic, the, you won't imagine it, diapers. We're living on a very, very good residential estate here. You know, and, Broken glasses, there's a, there's a door, a broken door that's just left outside. And uh, yeah, it's, it's pathetic. Human beings, are, we're pathetic. We're like trash, trashy. We throw our trash everywhere. And oh, not to mention lots and lots of uh, face masks. Yeah. It's just, yep. Very filthy people. We are filthy people. What can I say? So the snow was like so beautiful, temporarily covering up everything, make everything look so white and pristine and pure, but nah, still got lots of shit underneath. You know, oh yeah, dog poop is mm-hmm, it's thawing out from the winter. So um, gotta be careful where you step on the grass. Might just splotch onto a a nice thawing blob of dog poop that's uh, kind of disintegrating, but not as yet. It, it's very tricky because it looks like mud, but it's not. You can tell by the form. It's like, watch out, dog poop. So, <laughs> lots of details here on the walk with Muffin. Ah, still, it's always great to go out for a walk. Um, yeah, COVID is a uh, it's a very interesting times and it's very scary as well. I would think and imagine for a lot of people who have um, old parents, you know, you're very worried for them and also for yourself. Um, so it's a it's a tough trying time. So we should, you know, just take it easy on ourselves. I think and. Look at things in perspective. Unless you are in the medical area where you're a nurse and you're a caregiver, um, our jobs are, for the most part of it, we're not saving lives. We're not. We're really not saving lives. We're, no one is getting, no one is dying because of our work. So I always try to level set myself and especially at work, because I'm in a 
I'm in the office, right? I'm a whatever corporate trainer or you know office office person. So try not to over-engineer stuff. Excuse me. Ah, hmm. Double for double luck. Um, and we tend to to get ahead of ourselves and and overdo some things. You know, even if it's just writing an email or preparing for a meeting and we'll put in lots and lots of energy, lots and lots of hours of work. Um, and sometimes, a lot of times, if we put in too much over extensive, uh, it doesn't get picked up by others. It becomes, whew, that's, that's a whole lot there. And in the end, simple is good. You know, it's, it's better to, to keep it very high level um, and, and not to, one, for yourself, go through a lot of pains in developing this, you know, work, whatever it is. It could be a workflow, it could be a metrics, it could be written descriptions, job aids, training materials. Keep it simple, keep it high level. The more technical, the more granular we do things, which is also good, but it depends for which audience. And it's better to always start very high level and macro. And if people ask for it, you get deeper and deeper into the granular details. And don't overdo yourself. Don't overstretch yourself alone in your corner. You know, if nobody has ever seen that piece of work yet before, my advice is always to me, and it depends if you want to 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 take this or not, it's up your free will, is to not overdo it. And instead spend more time to sell your idea in a very high level theme, high level um, with the team. So then one, it saves you from over engineering, okay, and then feeling utterly disappointed because nobody understands, nobody appreciates, you feel frustrated, uh, you know, total waste of your time. Uh, and you spend a lot of energy, so of course, you know, you want that work to be appreciated, but then for others who are not in your shoes, who created it, it's maybe too noisy for them. It's too much, and so it's not appreciated. Um, so yeah, so I think it's best that we uh, we level set ourselves. You know, given the context that everybody is, a lot of us are working from home and dealing with many other priorities at the same time, and so is our audience. You know, we should just be as practical as we can. You know. Be as practical, simple, don't shoot for the stars, but go one step at a baby steps at a time and bring people together with you. And don't over engineer and over design that that becomes too complex and it's difficult to move ahead on. Um, and just welcome ambiguity. I think we have to understand what is the driving intention to create or to over-engineer? What is that 
energy. Why? What is that program that's working in your mind when you're over-engineering something at your work? So again, you know, is it this presentation, this project flowchart, this training material, this matrix, decision-making matrix, whatever it is you're doing, why is it that you're over-engineering it in the initial stage? It's because we want perfection. It's because we're, we don't like ambiguity. We don't like it when things are ambiguous, so we want to pour in as much detail as possible to cover as much details as possible to, um, yeah, to, to safeguard uh, because we're conservative, because we want things to go well. There's always a good intention. Um, but it's very eye-focused, you see, when we do that. It's very much based out of our own sense of um, struggle with ambiguity and wanting to create clarity, but not really there yet, you know. So in that process, we kind of just put everything in there uh, in the hopes that someone might pick it up or we don't forget a point that's super important. Uh, that is often the mindset behind us over-engineering. Uh, but yeah, we cannot, the thing is, we have to let go. We have to let go and say that it's not, not always up to me and there are many other uh, concurrent streams that's happening, um, many other people who are stakeholders in this that have to add in their point of view and their perspective to be taken into consideration, right, in making this happen. And it's not just I, me, and myself who is doing this, I, me, and myself who's steering or leading or guiding or whatever, that there are other stakeholders. So. I'm just starting this process, but I want to co-create this with others. So that, for me, is a way in which you could reframe your mindset, because it's a good mindset. It's a good intention. You have all the good intentions to over-engineer, right? But then, you know, you say, if I don't over-engineer, things don't go well. That's the fear factor. So to counteract your fear is to then tell yourself that, well, I have to let go of this fear because I trust, <laughs> and again, shouting that out loud, I trust that things will go well. I trust that there will be others who will pick this up. I trust that there is a net, you know, that is supporting me underneath, that I'm not alone in this. There are other people who are skilled, who are capable, who will co-create this with me. I trust that. I trust that things will go well. I trust that we're flexible, that we will change course and direction, you know, depending on variable factors for the optimum outcome. I trust in the process. See, I say oftentimes I think that we over-engineer and over-design because we don't trust that the system works. We don't trust the process is going to work, and we don't trust other people. <laughs> we don't trust that they're going to play their part, so we got to over-design it, over-work on it. 
to give the maximum input. And then what happens is, with all good intentions, our minds become, can become fixated on our preconceived ideas and objectives. And then we kind of tie up ourselves to that. And if ever there's a wavering of possible outcomes or a potential conflict uh, from a different party, then we kind of like take that very emotionally, you know, it's like as, as an insult to your work, you know, it's like, huh, you didn't see how much work I've done it and now you're just throwing all that into the garbage and then we're back to the drawing board again. So there's this, of course, annoyance that I spent so much time on this, now I have to do this all over again, right? And, and then you throw your own mm, pride down the drain too. Because when someone just slashes it and says, no, 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 this is crap. No, I think we have to do this again. Um, we, we, we then put us into that bathwater and our pride. And so, whereas in fact, it's just work, right? So therefore, in this podcast, it's again a reminder for myself and for all of you out there, I mean, again, agree or not, but I agree that it's very important to be detailed and to be structured and provide as much guidance as possible and be granular as much as possible. But in the beginnings of projects, in the beginnings, when, not, when things are not clear, when things are ambiguous, or even in the final outcome, depending on the audience that you're talking to, uh, don't over-engineer and don't over-design. And think as much as possible and be very, very clear, you know, not to crowd so much words and details into a piece of paper or into a drawing board or into a PowerPoint. And be clear in your mind, what is the key message that I'm trying to convey? What is the point I'm trying to get at? You know, be very clear and succinct on the outcome and what is the challenge that we're trying to solve, what is the solution we're bringing to the table, and how that's going to bring happiness and joy. The granular details of the how, the when, the what, the, all that can come later on. And again, you know, there's a push or there's a pull. So doing this way, giving less, but more getting people to understand the big picture, you're pulling people in, and they're getting interested. It's not crowded, so it's easy for them to absorb. It's easy for them to understand, ah, this is what you're trying to do. Oh, this is what you're selling to me. Okay, this is the big change that you're talking about. Because they can understand when things are simple, when it's not cluttered. And they're going to ask you for more. They're going to come to you. You don't have to spoon feed them or force feed them. They will come to you. And then you give it to them, piece by piece. And so that is, in a nutshell, for me also, as a reminder to, um, to not to over-design and over-engineer and just think about me, what I want. I should think about what you want, what they want, what we want, 
and uh, to start simple, to start clean, uh, and not to overclutter, and work together with others, and trust in the process, and trust in the system. And really, the idea is that time has um, is a valuable resource. We can either spend tons of time to make things look beautiful and perfect, but that time again is an opportunity cost that you could be doing spent doing other things for your life. You know, you have to look at it: your family, your your leisure, um, your heart, to sing, to dance, to play needs time too. So we can either wholeheartedly dedicate our lives to one that is work. Or we do a bit less. Everybody does a bit less. You know, we don't spend hours and hours and hours over one task, but we spread it out. And, you know, optimize our energy. At the end of the day, it's about energy. Mm -hmm. And knowing when to do and when not to do. And that's both are important. We celebrate in the first nations, first world countries, you know, this productivity and work, 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 work ethics, get the job done and let's meet the numbers and, you know, very driven culture. But what are we driven for? Where are we trying to get? It's like a rat race, right? But uh, that's where we can learn from the developing countries. You know, for them, very relaxed and chill. And they enjoy a good conversation, a laugh, uh, parties, festivals. They, they're happy, you know? In their heart, they're happy. They're not stressed out, anxious, um, riddled with a long set of to-do lists. That's joie de vivre. So it's a, it's a balancing of everything because at the end of the day, uh, we're just running towards our, our deathbed. You know, that's what we are doing, right? So the question is, who do you want to give your energy to? To work? To an intangible being that is called, I need to please others, right? I need to prove myself. I need to prove that I'm there and I'm good because I don't feel like I'm good enough. So... At the heart of the question is, do you love yourself? Do you approve of yourself? If we don't approve of ourselves, we'll always be struggling to try and prove to others that we're good. There's nothing that other people can never approve you. You need to approve yourself that you're good. You're damn good. You're really, really good. And trust in yourself. There's nothing to prove to others. You know, and then we can trust others because we trust ourselves, right? We can then trust others and we can trust the system and the process and we don't over-engineer and over-design. So with that, I wish you a beautiful day and a week. Peace. Peace. <laughs> okay, now where's that phone? Okay, so many pockets. Okay, talk about over-engineering. This jacket has way too many pockets that I can't find it. <laughs> Lots of love. Bye.